This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Russian painter Vasily Kandinsky once said, Color is a power which directly influences the soul. Today, we're exploring the power of color, its impact on how we feel, the way it can change how we communicate, and how we do business. In a moment, I'll be joined by the woman dubbed as the Doyen of Color, Fatima Asharawi, founder of the Gracious F Color Consulting Company. That's coming up right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Artists and designers have long believed that colour can dramatically affect our moods, feelings and emotions. Colours like features follow the changes of the emotions, Picasso once remarked. But colour is also a powerful communication tool that can be used to signal action, influence mood and even influence psychological reactions. Certain colours have been associated with increased blood pressure, increased metabolism and even eye strain. So how exactly does colour work and how does it impact our mood and behaviour today? We're exploring that and so much more. How colour can change your life with Fatima Asharawi, the founder of The Gracious F. Welcome. Thank you, Sally, for the beautiful introduction <laughs> and thank you for having me on the show. First of all, I'm going to start off by asking you, Shlonich. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because, you know, Arabs uh, have this greeting where we actually say, what's your color? When we yeah. say, how are you? Shlonek, shlonek. Yes, exactly. You know, it got me thinking. It's just the color is everywhere. And very few of us really understand the power of it or how deep it actually goes. So kind of let's start from there. What is color psychology? Well, color psychology surrounds us in many ways, uh, consciously and unconsciously. So if you think of it, it's not only the color we wear, it's what we're surrounded by, what we're exposed to, or even what we pick uh, to use during our business. So the function of color actually is light. And uh, it is the light that uh, hits our eyes. And there are things called cones and rods in our eyes that interpret what's the color you're going to see, depending on the light around you mm. then accordingly this is sent to the brain and the brain interprets what emotions you should have with the color you're exposed to so that's the process of how do we see color then how do we feel color we're actually exposed to 16 million hues of color but do not panic, as the color theory, we found the solution. So we've divided the 16 million hues of colors into four different groups. Each of these groups have hues of colors, personalities, and how they react to these colors and use them. So overall, it is you are unconsciously actually making 80% of your choice about any particular color is unconscious. Now the conscious part is more of color symbolism. These are outside factors that influence us uh, to have a certain emotion due to culture or religion or a personal experience. Mm. So I've had certain cases where people have um, got bad news or been in an accident or something and they were wearing a certain color and they associate 
that this is a negative color, even though it's not. That's because it just becomes a trigger. It just becomes a trigger. So you can see that how consciously and unconsciously how profound this effect is on you. It is huge. It's unbelievable. But you know, what is that thing where you know some people are just more sensitive to color than others, aren't they? Yes. Mm. And uh, interestingly, uh, when it comes to certain colors, it's the vibration, honestly, of the hue of color you are exposed to. That is why these four color groups that we have divided them into have certain vibrations. So we've matched that vibration with the vibration of your energy. That's why you get balance. So if you notice, say you go shopping with a friend, okay, you find like a beautiful red top. When you wear it, you feel agitated. But when she wears it, she's comfortable in it because the vibration of that tone of red works with her energy. That's amazing. So what are the four different color groups that we're talking about here? Uh, well, they are. we've defined them with different names, but uh, I will give you the color association of these. So we have a firelight personality, which is more of reflective of an autumn palette, so a lot of rich jewel tones. Then we have the dreamlight personality, which is more associated with summer pastel soft colors. And then we have the morning light, which is associated with spring, very light very youthful and finally we have a starlight personality which are very bold and strong colors uh, so this is more representative of winter colors okay okay cool this sounds amazing and I've already seen that I'm a firelight yes. person um, you know when you're talking about dual tones that's what I gravitate towards as well uh, this is super interesting okay so um, this is the thing so what makes different people gravitate towards different colors is it just the vibration or are there other aspects to this whole thing you were talking about experiences personal experiences you know is it is it what you grow up with is it what you're used to how does that happen that is partially uh, the influence of color as a color symbolism mm. but uh, what makes you drawn to the certain group of colors because these each group has certain traits they're also representing different regions so automatically people from a certain region you will see are drawn to a certain group of colors so the category is you look at the features, which are very much uh, aligned with the group of colors. The second would be their traits, so what their interests are, whether it is uh, their hobbies, where they like to travel, the type of interior they have around, and the field of work they are working in. Mm. So these are factors which during our session, these are the questions we ask, and their answers are clues to which category they go into. Okay, so this is what you do. You know, you work with individuals and you also work with companies. Uh, but it, well, let's kind of focus today on individuals. You know, this is something that you do. Uh, people can come in for a complete color consultation, which I find incredibly fascinating. And we're going to go into a little bit of depth about that in just a moment. What is a color consultation? Why should you have one? We're talking to Fatima Ashiarawi, the founder of The Gracious F, right here on Life. Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We're back with Fatima Shara. We're talking all, all things the color. It's such a fascinating conversation, Fatima. Um, we were just talking about the, the four different groups. There are four different groups, and I thought that I was a firelight. 
And then in the break, we started talking and actually, apparently I'm a combination. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, first impressions. You know, when you see somebody, um, what you're seeing and what that tells you about them. Well, interestingly, all of us have two sides to our personality. Mm. And uh, one part of it is more the physical part. As I said, each group has certain features. Yeah. Uh, second is what you were wearing, the colors, and also the conversation, how you were uh, telling me what you like, what you don't like. So these were all very cheat sheets for me to know exactly what personality you would be. And then the more we, we discussed, uh, we were able to define what's your favorite what you're not. So you were actually a combination of a firelight and a starlight. Uh, the reason why the firelight is more associated with the Mediterranean and Middle East, uh, because we mentioned that each group has a certain uh, uh, geographical focus. So the um, Arabs are very much firelight. Yes, so the Arabs are very much firelight. So like the few traits that we have is we love to travel, um, uh, we are very um, creative, we, we we love research. So if we're interested in something, we research us to death. And uh, we're very good as groups, working in groups and then individually. And we're very generous because it's very important to us that whatever we have, we have to give back. We have to share with people. So that's why you see like the UAE, we're very big in, in uh, you know, supporting the world and, uh, you know, helping and, and encouraging actually the youth to be creative. So that's part of the firelight. The starlight is more um, I would say your leadership side. So the starlights are very focused. Um, they look at bigger pictures. Um, they find the solution. Uh, they're very sensitive. Actually, their environment is very sensitive because they're minimalistic. Their favorite colors are black and white, even though black and white are not actual colors. Um, because black actually um, absorbs everything. That's why many people find black heavy. Mm. And interestingly, it's only the starlight personality that has black in their palette. The other three don't. So when they wear black, they feel very tired. Or if they're surrounded by black, um, they stop being productive. It depresses them. Wow. This is super interesting stuff. I tell you what. Okay, so you found both of those things it, in me. Let, let's talk about, you, you kind of analyzed me. We were talking uh, off air. I was saying that my favorite color in the world, I just, so, I, I react instantly to it. And, and I have to like stare at it and, and I can't get my eyes off it. It's like a cherry red, like a deep, um, you know, uh, almost um, uh, like a metallic red. It has to like have that shine about it as well. That really captures my attention. However, you know, that's not what I want to look at all the time. Like when um, I'm thinking about places I love to go, places I love to be, I need greenery. So, so what's going on here? Well, in terms of, interestingly, you said about the, the shiny element. So each group actually has a certain metal. So not everyone can wear gold and silver together. You have so now in your case, you can. You can wear a rustic gold for your firelight and you can wear a shiny silver for your starlight. That's so interesting. That's why like you're both. attracted to the shiny side. Exactly. I like both. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can never decide yes. between silver and gold. People are like, well, what? I'm like, my watch is both. Like, I just can't. Yeah, yeah, so you're one of the combination, you can wear both. Okay. So how you, in terms of like what you're exposed to, usually like the question we ask is what's your favorite color? And people tell me, do you mean what I wear or what I like to see? 
So this is the difference here because sometimes it's things you're comfortable taking the vibration when you're wearing mm -hmm. and some things are what, what you want to see surrounding you because of the state of mind. So um, you mentioned to me that um, after a while, because you see a lot of beige, you know, with the desert and nature, there's not a lot of green around you. You crave to see something green. I love going back home to yes. Australia because I get to see the green and the blue of the sky. And, you know, I love being in the desert. I love living here. It's an incredible place. However, I have that color craving. I didn't realize that you could crave color, but you can. Yes, because what happens is any color, there's a positive and negative side to it. So when you exceed using that color, it starts taking a negative effect. That's why you kind of um, start having a negative effect when you have too much beige and brown around you and you crave for green because you want to be in a relaxed mode and automatically you pick green because it's for balance, for peace. So that is the color you're attracted to. I love that. Yeah. Wow. This is amazing. Um, we, we've got to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the color consultation and, and the kind of questions that you ask people when you do a color consultation with them. Let's talk about that. Well, the questions are very general and I like to always tell them that they naturally have to tell me the color, nothing to think too much about. So some of the, co the questions that we have is your favorite color and why? This is where I see if color symbolism is playing a role in it. Mm. Uh, is, is it really something they like or dislike or is it because they've been influenced from childhood to think so? Yeah. Uh, the second question is usually their hobbies because from that you can see uh, certain traits that are part of like characteristics of a certain personality so for example the dream light are very good with their hands so they're usually like artists or pianists or and this is what they will tell me their hobbies are you see the the next is more like about um, uh, their personal style where they like to travel their interior and interestingly I always love the interior because I have all kinds of nationalities all over the world coming to me. But if they're a certain personality type, they give me the exact same answer. Really? Which fascinates me all the time. Just within these different color groups and, yes. and, and they actually give the same answers. Yes, the same answer. It's that specific. It's so specific. And what I love about this is that it is so effective, but it's so unconscious how effective they are. Wow, this is incredible. We have to come back in just a moment and talk a bit more about that and, and talk about, you know, color around us. Let's talk about different colors and how, you know, they can impact our moods, how they can impact our productivity, our blood pressure. Oh my goodness, so many different things, right? And uh, before the show, uh, Mikhail did uh, mention he was talking about uh, how, uh, you know, fast food places, how they use color as well. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's so fascinating because it's not just about the food. We know it's addictive, but actually there's a lot going on before you've even ordered your meal. This is amazing. Great conversation right here with Fatima Sharawi on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Talking all of the amazing ways that we can be using color in our lives. It's uh, really something that can change how we feel, change uh, our behavior and our life decisions even. It's amazing uh, talking about this with uh, Fatima Sharawi this morning. And Fatima, um, you know, interiors is a really big one, whether it's for home, the office or, you know, even in a restaurant. 
color is very specific to how we feel. So let's talk about interiors in the home. You know, you've got uh, ideas on, on how we can think about color for each room of the house. Let's talk about that. Well, it's important for us to first see the purpose of the space you are using. Mm -hmm. Accordingly, we use the color and the emotion that you need in that uh, space. So, and also actually the palette of colors that you use around. So for the bedroom, as that is a room that you want to escape and be relaxed in, uh, you would go for the much lighter hues of like a light blue, a light green, um, a light gray, because that is your escape as gray makes you disappear. It kind of puts you in a bubble so that's a very good element to have in a bedroom but then when we go into the family room this is a space where there's a lot of people and a lot of personalities so you need something that is friendly active and at the same time relaxing so normally you would see a lot of beige walls or yellow um, or a touch of red or a touch of green to give you the balance of those emotions and interestingly in the dining area you should have an element of orange because that makes you hungry Okay. And a lot of people, like uh, sometimes we see in the kitchen, they have an element of blue, which is the worst thing you can do in a kitchen because blue suppresses your appetite. Well, for some people, <laughs> that actually might be a clever thing. Exactly. Because they want to suppress their appetite because, you know, uh, for various reasons. But yeah, so orange is the opposite yes. of blue, of yes. course. And so it it um, triggers opposite feelings to food. Exactly. That's so interesting. And, uh, and interestingly, I mean, uh, in my sessions, when it comes to interior, I feel like I'm sometimes doing couple therapy because, <laughs> because you have like these two different personalities, but then they have a common factor. Maybe they're main or subordinate is similar yeah. so we go with that palette to create the balance mm. and also with the space maybe each spouse or, or each child uses that space so for a, a library would go more with like darker palettes with wood a bit of green you know things like that but then say for a creative space we would go more for the whites and yellow with a touch of red to give it that lively creative space where does pink fit into all of this uh, pink is actually uh, Actually, it's interesting with pink. Uh, pink is a very nurturing color. So you could have it, uh, it's for male and female, and actually extremely masculine men who are comfortable with their uh, masculinity wear pink very confidently. Okay, because, yes. you know, I think about that because yeah. we always move towards depending on, what, you know, when you're having a baby, yes. you go for blue for the boys or pink for the girls. And it's like, why do we do that? Yes, that is color symbolism. So that's more of a cultural thing or something the the marketing industry have brainwashed us. But there's no actual color uh, for a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. They can wear all the colors. But pink is something that you use, yes, maybe in a nursery because it is a nurture color at the same time um, pink is also something that's feminine uh, and it gives you emotional strength because there are three colors of love actually so pink is emotional green is universal love and red is more of a passionate uh, uh, color so you see you have different levels so the marketing industry have always told us red is the color of love that's not true 
You can, it depends on what emotions of love do you want to give at that level, you see. And uh, the next thing that you go into using pink, this is where we go into more the corporate side. So more uh, offices or hospitals um, or centers. So pink is used, uh, as we have seen in cancer um, uh, centers. Why? Because it's nurturing and it's giving the emotional support that they need. At the same time, um, when you use it in offices, so you have a reception, you have different departments. So depending on the task of that department, what are the colors you use? So you notice majority of the time buildings, the reception is like beige or yellow with yep. brown. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because it's welcoming, yet it's giving you that trust, that support, that stability. The next, when you go into the department, so say accounting, it's very detail oriented. They need to have the element of blue for them to be focused on the whole day. Mm. When you go into HR, they're dealing with problems, they're dealing with people. So green is a color of reassurance. So when the person is coming in anxious, uh, when they're surrounded with the green, they're more comfortable in like telling the HR person if they have a problem or they're more comfortable when they're giving an interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it goes uh, depending on the space and what do you want to use the purpose for. So when you want to be more productive, what colors should you be surrounding yourself with? Uh, it depends, I, I said, on the task, yeah. uh, but uh, for productivity, it depends on the space. If you're more in a creative field, you need to have white all around you to have clarity yeah. and your elements of yellow and red, because the red is the stimulation part and the yellow is more the creative part. The, let's talk about, you know, when we uh, go into a fast food restaurant, for example, there are often very specific colors there and usually that involves red. So tell us what's going on there, you know, before we've even ordered our meal. We're already, you know, starting to feel hungry. Yeah. We're already attracted to that color. Uh, what's going on there? Well, the three key colors that we always see in all fast food brands are like yellow, orange, and red. Mm. So yellow is to give you that comfort, friendly atmosphere. Orange is to make you really hungry. And red is for you to eat fast because red is a color that if you look at it for too long, it's visually straining. So it aggravates you. So you will notice that you eat fast, but you need to leave because you're getting aggravated with the red around you. That's why they use red. Yes. That's really because they want you in, but they want you out. Exactly. As quickly as you order that meal, they want you out of there. Um, let's come back to, to gray because I want to talk now about how we present ourselves with color. And, and what we were talking about off air was, um, you know, something that kind of comes to mind is, is when I watch in the U.S. the election season, the presidential election season, and all of the candidates come out and they give their speeches and they're trying to attract crowds and they're trying to attract votes and, and people to you know uh, come to their side and it's interesting because I was saying to you that a lot of times when we see the female candidates they're wearing red you know a lot of the time they they can be wearing white you know or blue so let's talk about that color and you know how we present ourselves every day and what kind of communication signals that sets off 
Yes, interestingly, they are very important colors when you are making a presentation or doing a public speaking uh, speech. Uh, so in order, it depends on the subject matter of your speech and the audience you are addressing. So if you want uh, more of a Q&A and trust, then you would be in blue because that's the color of communication. Yet it's giving you the confidence for you to communicate with your crowd. But if you're, they're going for more of um, a public appearance and they're mixing with people. They need to have a yellow element of yellow as a friendly uh, color that r makes the crowd be very relaxed around them. And they don't look at them so much as something just serious and all about the, you know, the work. They want that human factor to come in. So it depends on what the situation is and what their audience are. Mm -hmm. So in terms of um, you know, uh, uh, putting in a color like yellow, you don't want to be dressed all in yellow but just to have elements so how would you incorporate that into an outfit yeah that would be either accessory or it could be a tone of yellow that's a bit lighter so not too harsh and aggressive mm. so you could wear like a nice navy blue suit with a very nice uh, nice like lemon shirt or you could have an accessory whether a belt or a brooch or something that's in yellow but it should be somewhere near the face because that's where they're focusing mm -hmm. so in business red would be a Aggressive. Yes. Yeah. And then white would be? Uh, white would be more of clarity and there is an element of trust in it. Uh, red usually is for like industries like sports, anything that's like very active, very aggressive, that would go in. I wouldn't go with red in the corporate world unless like say you would have a company that's more about like uh, logistics or trucks or something that's in movement. Mm. Then you would use the element of red for that in their logos or like as a brand interior. Mm -mm -mm. You told me an interesting story actually about somebody who was uh, saying uh, that uh, they d didn't want to be noticed at a, at a particular dinner they were going to be at uh, because then there was somebody who was a little bit hostile towards them they kind of wanted to disappear so what was your advice to them well I advised them to wear gray because gray is a color that makes you disappear and she was in a state of shock because this person wouldn't even look towards her or have a conversation and normally this person is very aggressive and always picking on her and she was just she literally called me after the dinner she was like I am fascinated because to a certain point I actually felt ignored and that's what she wanted and she didn't think it was going to work yeah. no she she thought okay it would mildly work but she would she never thought it would be this effective that's incredible it's amazing the power of color we are uh, talking with uh, Fatima Sharawi all about that uh, more to come after this on Life Beats on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95 Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95 Fatima, I think uh, something we want to know about is uh, you, how this all started for you in color psychology and becoming, um, you know, the, one of the UAE's foremost color consultants. So where did all this start? Well, it started with uh, my own journey of transformation through color psychology. Um, initially, I had studied uh, marketing and sociology as I used to love analyzing people from childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and of course in the UAE, at that time when I was going to college, it's either you were an engineer or a doctor, so you couldn't kind of go into the creative uh, field so much. So I compromised with my parents and I'm like, okay, I'll do sociology with this, my passion and marketing. 
after I came back, um, I started working in the family business, which has nothing to do with my major. And I really felt this like emptiness, this gap that um, I want to do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And uh, I'm very much always thinking out of the box. So I was quite a difficult child because like, why can't you conform to rules? <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I was like, um, life is short and I want to pursue my passion. Mm. Um, the thing is, I had a very um, drastic thing happen to me. My mother passed away a year after I graduated. So that kind of shook my whole world. And you start having a different perspective towards life. Like you want to um, pursue your passion. Life is too short. At the same time, I was kind of, I guess, on my discovery journey after that experience. So I went on to study fashion design, which is always what I wanted to do. And through that, we started studying color psychology. And I was actually extremely lucky because I was taught by Angela Wright, who actually created the color effects theory. So the first day in class, I, I, I she started talking and I was like, my God, this is my calling. I need to do this. So I asked her, can I qualify as a color consultant? She's like, yes, I have an institute. I told her, great, the minute I'm finishing with my fashion degree, I'm coming to you. And that took two years to finish uh, as a program. And after that, I started uh, applying it to myself because through my studies, the cases that we have and, and all, I started applying it to myself and I transformed into a completely different person. My ideas were very clear what I wanted. I had zero fear and I used to be an extremely shy person. And nowadays I give lectures in university. I have public speaking talks, like even people in high school, they're like, are you the same person? You would never be caught dead in front of a stage full of people. And it, this is all from the vibration I took from the colors because it was in the right palette. I knew when to use it. So it took away my anxiety. It actually treated my depression. Uh, at the same time, I started pushing myself to experiment with these colors, see people's reaction, see the change in me. So when I, I finished all my degrees and I came back, I was like, this is the easiest solution to every problem that I ever faced in my life. And I'm like, I need to share this with people because people always have the fear of, uh, no, I shouldn't talk about my problems or it is something eventually I will get over. And I saw that that was such a simple solution that would save people's lives in so many different levels. So I have actually certain clients coming in different stages in their lives to me. So initially, I mean, I started this as a home business for the first three years, which I worked only on the personal color consulting. And a lot of it actually had to do with the self-development and some had to do more personal branding when mm -hmm. it came to their businesses. Um, after that, um, the marketing in me, actually, uh, I was like, uh, I would go to stores or I would go around and I wasn't very happy with, cu with customer service. And a lot of the brands, when I would go in, the sales team didn't really know much about the brand. And I'm like, this is wrong because, I mean, through the the color theory th there's so many ways of people to know the brand live the brand um, know the customer on like a more personal level uh, where they give the whole customer experience so I actually created a program called the color matrix program which is purely for the luxury brand industry and we help the sales team this way in understanding uh, the brand understanding the customer and creating this unique experience
That's amazing because you applied all of those different things. Uh, talk to me about, you know, the, for you, what you see as some of the biggest mistakes that people make with color. Well, biggest mistake that uh, people are always afraid of color very much they're very much afraid to try something new or to challenge themselves to change a bit so with this theory as i said it's not only about the color it is also their personal style so this way it kind of gives them a more of a comfort that okay i can stick to what i like but at the same time i can mix it up a bit and um, and what i liked about uh, the the effects of this color is it's important that you know the elements and understand how powerful these colors are affecting your personal life mm -hmm. um, and honestly it, it's really made a difference wow it's a whole world of discovery really what were the colors that you personally had before and what did you change to well, what I noticed is um, I used to love red when I was in college and I was like very active person. Yeah. So, so I guess red was like something that was like really giving me that. But I was always exhausted, actually. I barely slept. <laughs> so that was a, a thing. Um, I noticed when I was um, depressed, I was always in purple, even though like to me that was a, it's a spiritual color that but I used it as a healing color for my depression and now I'm also now I'm actually into a lot of colors but sometimes I get drawn to the blues because I'm like so focused on my career right now so I get drawn to the blues and then I like literally pull myself out of the blues when I go home I'm like no you're gonna get into your green and your yellow and you're not gonna do this because <laughs> <laughs> blue is the color of communication yes. that's why Facebook yes. Twitter, and focus yeah, yeah and focus mm -hmm. that's uh, that's why social media is often blue isn't it yes. really interesting yes. this is fascinating we could go on and on uh, but it's just been brilliant thank you so much Fatima thank you very much for having me on the show it's incredible a lot more is to come in the second hour of Life Beats right here on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 10am